I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Welcome to a very special episode of Snacks with Stein. Actually, I don't know if it's a special episode, but I'm going to call it that because it is. It's the post-Halloween episode. I'm Danielle. Christy is in Oklahoma. Say hello. Howdy. <laughs> oh, howdy. Is that is that the traditional greeting in Oklahoma? Is howdy? <laughs> I, I mean, I think people still say howdy. I still say howdy. <laughs> Like, it just depends on the situation. There are some times when a jaunty howdy can be the same as fuck you. True. Very true. Bless your heart is my favorite. Oh, bless I wish heart. I wish bless your heart was more of, like, a thing in California because I really would just like to use it all the time. Because you know what it really means. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here. We've survived Halloween. We're coming to you now in the lovely month of November and everyone is sad because Halloween is over. It is. But, but it's always spooky season in our hearts. So it's not really over. Spooky no. Christmas. Well, and here in Oklahoma, it's like st- still fall. Yeah. When I, when I was in, in uh, Colorado, it was like you got like maybe like a month and a half of fall and then it was like straight up winter. Yeah. But it's still actually fall here. It's weird. That's nice, though. It's super nice. I love a long fall. I feel like it's been fall for two months, and I think we're still going to get quite a bit. Yeah. I'm jelly of you. I'm jelly. Well, California is finally getting a little bit, but, like, we're still – we still have heat, so it's like, go away. But, you know, we're we're making it work. But anyway, we're here to talk about a few things, but our main – thing tonight is we're finally going to talk about the Goosebumps TV show. And I guess it's a little old news. All the episodes are out, but we still wanted to talk about it since this is a R.L. Stein Goosebumps adjacent program. I figured we'd still give our two cents. You don't want to do like spoilers. Like you got to give it a little time to settle down and then we like go Mm -hmm. back and dissect everything. Yeah, exactly. So if you most people probably have watched it all the way through by now so hopefully there's no spoilers but if we do talk about something spoilery we'll try to give a little bit of a plug your ears you know <laughs> moment right. um but there will probably be some spoilers so just fyi if you haven't watched it yet but yes so before we dive in how was halloween how was your first halloween in oklahoma how did it compare to colorado it's uh it's reassuring when you you realize that your your lot, like your role that you've just been dealt in the cards, is just to be weird no no matter where you go. Um, <laughs> I I was so excited to be in a neighborhood, right? Um, I mean, house was decorated like all the way up. Like Roman wanted an illusion mm-hmm. costume this year, so we made him this like headless illusion that looked really cool like had a lot of blood and it was he's already six two and then it stood like two feet above him it was amazing 
you need to post it in the if you're comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll post it. He looked incredible. Like if he came to my if he came to my house, I would have shit my pants. Like he was so scary. Like in the dark. Like oh my! If I saw that walking around my neighborhood in the dark, I would have been so scared. Like it was pretty cool. It was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. And then me and Sean like because it was cold like it was supposed to be super cold it didn't mm-hmm. turn out to be super cold but like i went into like straight mom mode and i was like all right layers get out the long <laughs> underwear like we're gonna be under these costumes because i'm not putting a coat over a costume that i like spent time on and sean and i dressed up like little old ladies um that was so cute i loved it it was so easy i was at walmart and i was like i saw like the big old lady nightgowns and i was like oh okay here we go like that so you need that and a wig and you're done like it was super cute Um, i almost thought you were doing when i first saw it really fast i almost thought it was like a um uh, big red riding hood like grandmother and the wolf thing yeah right <laughs> that's what I almost thought for a second too no it was just we were just little old ladies because we you know we have to be mobile you have mm-hmm. to be able to carry your alcoholic beverage right you have to be able to like and we were really concerned about how cold it was going to be so like everybody was layered up um so that was part of, and then sissy had her she w- w- did her blow-up costume from the yeah the blow-up which was super cute yeah. as well very cute because nobody had seen it here i can tell you i had probably five trick-or-treaters what before we left and then we put the oh. bowl out um and we only encountered about three other people all night long wow. for the last two hours or no, for the last hour and a half, um, we were the only ones out. Uh, just at night, going door to door by ourselves in this giant neighborhood. Um, That's so sad. But we, it was kind of fun. Like, I could tell the kids felt weird about it because usually there's, like, everybody out. Um, but our neighborhood has, like, a lot of older people in it. Mm. and it was so cute because like we would ring on the door and like they would they would be so happy that we were there (laughs) and then they saw like roman's costume and they would be like oh that's cool like Mm. that's the best one i've seen in years like like they would come we had a number of people come with their walkers to the door oh my god and like huge handfuls (laughs) of candy it was like that part of it was really cute yeah that part's fun Mm -hmm. but like also but then there's that kind of it's not self-doubt but it's surreal yeah like i could understand if maybe there weren't a lot of people out but i certainly Mm -hmm. didn't expect to be the only people trick-or-treating in this giant neighborhood yeah i for sure thought you were gonna have like a crowd you know, I just I just don't think there's a lot of kids that live in my mm. neighborhood. And honestly, yeah. I was surprised that people weren't coming to the neighborhood to trick or treat. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. it is it is ideal. Mm-hmm. I mean, nice sidewalks and giant mm-hmm. trees and nice little houses. And quite a few people were like decorated up like they were excited to see us. So I felt I felt like, are we wrong? Like, are we, (laughs) is this, 
I mean, as long as the kids had fun and like you had like everyone seemed like cool. So it wasn't like they were like, why are you trigger? Well, you know, we didn't. We only Mm -hmm. knocked on doors and rang bells for people that like definitely had their porch light on. Of course. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. we weren't trying to like disturb people. No, for sure. I I read a bunch of stuff online the next day about, you know, kids running amok and Mm -hmm. oh, stealing the candy bowls and all this stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a few other cool people out, but like, honestly, and certainly none of the parents, we were definitely the only parents that were dressed up. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah, we, we had another really successful year. So I'm happy. I mean, I'm so glad that our neighborhood is still, is still busy. Mm -hmm. And we've had a lot of new people moving in, you know, too, and, um, and we're one of the few houses that really, really decorate. Like, people do little stuff, but I would say, like, we're, like, one of five, you know, yeah. that go all out. Like, have lights yeah. and sounds and things and, you know, all that. So I love it because it's validation for us that we do a good job because the parents are always like, your house is the best house, you know. And we had, like, people take pictures on the porch and, like, you know, things yeah. like that. And that usually happens every year. And I love seeing the ki- kids in costumes. Like, it's my joy. So, like, seeing what everybody dresses up as. and Yeah, you know, so fun. Yeah. yeah. So we had a – I would say we had probably about 70, 75 people come. And um, that is we, ran out of, we ran out of candy. We, I had my first kid come at 5.30. I was still eating dinner. And I even said to her, I'm like, you're early. And she's like, I have school. And I was like, I get that. I get yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, when it's on a school night, it's rough. So, but then by like, then it was a there was a break. And then by about, once the sun went down, so by about like 6.30ish, then it kind of picked up. And we closed down by 9 o'clock, which is about average for us. Like about 9 is when everything I think that's reasonable. Quiet. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's trying yeah. to make their way home by then and, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, uh, there's – but we had a lot of fun costumes. My think, I think my favorite was the blow-up Grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> and he looked like a potato when he walked away. Cute. It was really funny. There was quite a few blow-up costumes. There was a whole like blow-up baby shark family, like the whole family of baby oh, sharks. Oh, that's like, great. That was really cute. Yeah. And, you know, I did not see a single Barbie or a single Ken, which oh, wow. killed me. I was shocked. I'm I shocked too. shocked. Yeah. Um, no Barbies, no Kens. Um, you know, the costumes this year were kind of all over the place. Like there wasn't like a consistent yeah, there like, wasn't like every a minute thing. there's a Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, there was really no like big like I saw one every two minutes. You know, I think a lot of kids kind of did their own thing, which was fun, you know. I saw a couple Taylor Swifts, which were cute, and um that was because that's easy, you know, to do. And um but yeah, it was fun. I, I hand out like Mike's here. My boyfriend is here. But I, I hand out the candy like by myself. So it's like a tiring night though. Like I'm tired by the time the night is over because like you're just up and down and up and down. Why doesn't and Mike help? Is Mike no fun? He's antisocial. So he doesn't ever want to open the door. <laughs> so I have to like yell at him. Like look at this costume. <laughs> like I, I feel like I think if like I had grandma. that many, I would just sit outside. 
So, you know, I think about it, but then sometimes I have stuff on my door. So I like them to open the, I like to open the door. Oh, right. You know, like this year we had a door knocker that did stuff, but it was funny because we did Haunted Mansion this year. I think I had mentioned some episodes ago and um, I had bought the six foot Leota tombstone and we hadn't turned her sound on until Halloween because it's so loud. It's so loud. And even on the lowest setting, it is still so loud. And I had a few kids who wouldn't come up and I felt bad. So I did go outside because I was like, I'm sorry. It's not supposed to be scary. (laughs) Like we weren't trying to be scary, you know. And But I know some kids are sensitive to to sound. So I was like, so I brought out candy to them because I felt so bad. I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, that was fun. And I had a... I had like my scentsy like scent thing going all night long, and so people were like, "Your house smells so good." <laughs> it was funny. You are and I was winning. Like, I'm just Halloween. baking. I'm baking. Um, I love fake it. baking with my fake smelly scent that smells like food. <laughs> but yes, I love Halloween. It's the best. Go trick or treating with your children if you have them. Keep the tradition alive. <laughs> Well, because and I read a lot of stuff so about like people mm-hmm. saying that like teenagers don't have any like business trick or treating. But I got to tell you, mm-hmm. Roman's going to be fourteen next year. He's already talking about next year. There was kids who were at least fourteen to sixteen out and about, but he he looks uh, sixteen. Oh uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't I mean like like this. There's a lot of posts that say too, they're doing that and not something stupid. It's like exactly. I was like, yeah, let them. They're having fun. Oh, you they're don't like fun? fun. Yeah. Are you the fun police? Right. And like, as long as they're polite and not assholes, like yeah. cool. And every, if you're everybody not, that came like, to the house, destroying shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody that came to the house that was older was nice, was polite, said thank you, said trick or treat, said happy Halloween. Some said Merry Christmas, whatever. Like they were all fine. And I'm like, if you want to do that, do it. Like do it. You know. I have no problem with that. Not at all. People are just misers, you know. Like, I mean, no I guess like it's very Grinchy. Like it's it's very Grinchy. It's super it's very Grinchy. grinchy. Like, like fourteen it, is still a kid. Like it's you're like still a kid. everything else in this like in this reality that we live in. It is like mm-hmm. straight down the middle, and it is one thing or the other. You're either, Mm -hmm. like, living your best life and having a lot of fun and, like, can't wait to see people, like, come up and Mm trick-or-treat, or or you don't have any use for any of this nonsense. Yeah. Like, it's one (laughs) or the other. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I would rather them be out having fun and enjoying life versus, like, drinking somewhere or, like, destroying property or God knows, (laughs) you know? Just don't, just don't break shit. Like. Yeah, don't break stuff. And be polite. Be polite. Wear a costume. And be polite. Don't do not show up my house and not without a costume and ask for candy. That's my one thing <laughs> where I'm like, come on, like put on a wig, do something. You can't just roll up and ask for candy. But you know, I feel like if that's what they're gonna do, and I mean, like I said, fourteen is a kid. You're still a yeah, kid at fourteen. It is. You're not it an is. adult. You're not like. I'm going to go do taxes, like, get well, a full-time job. Well, and especially job. if like, you have no. younger siblings, too. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. that's also a thing. Mm-hmm. You want to take so. your younger siblings out, and you do it, too. It's, like, it's silly. Like, it's totally silly. I say let people trick-or-treat. Let adults Huzzah. trick-or-treat. It's Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. 
Agreed. If they want, there was a grandma who was trick or treating, and I gave her candy. I'm like, do you want candy? And I gave her candy. Best like, life, right? I'm like, cool. I'm like, can you imagine? That's why the Disney Halloween party is so much fun for adults because you get to trick or treat as a full grown adult, and no yeah. one can say shit to you, and you get a lots of candy, and you get to dress up and relive your childhood. Like that's why those parties sell out. For adults, because it's like getting to do the things you don't get to do anymore, you know, and just let people do it. Let people have fun. Life is short. It's silly. Yep. But yeah, trick or treat. That's the message of today. Yep. Take Approved. your kids trick or treating. Don't go trunk or treat. BS. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you have tiny itty bitties. Itties bitties. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it's just lame. It is lame. It is lame. But yes, I agree. If you if you live in a very unsafe place and that is your safe if that and that is your safe place, a hundred percent. Or if you have tiny little babies, a hundred percent. Do that. hundred percent. But yeah. If you have an opportunity to go to a neighborhood and do it for real, do it. <laughs> Drive yeah. to another neighborhood if you have to. But yeah, people get dropped off in our neighborhood. I know they don't live here and they get dropped off. <laughs> You know, because they well, know. I, we have candy. I think even when the kids are done, I'll probably dress up the dogs and go. Like I'm not gonna yeah. not go. Like, right, right, exactly. Just take the dog around. Yeah, the dogs are the best anyway. I love seeing dogs in costumes. So yes, um, but yes. So that's and then what else did we talk about? Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Speaking of Halloween, yeah, did that come out, did that come out on Halloween or ne- near Halloween? Came near, out Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. near Halloween. Near Halloween. Yep. Yeah, you no, my kids uh the children. I take the children. Mm-hmm. I haven't sheltered them from horror, but I don't mm-hmm. have kids that enjoy being scared or fucked mm-hmm. with. Um and I'm not my parents or grandparents who thought that it was funny <laughs> to scare us. So right. like, you know, by you know, we've talked about this before. You get our generation was introduced to some of the most ridiculous slasher horror mm-hmm. so early so early six mm-hmm. seven eight nine like <laughs> right. so early like we had no business but by the time we were my kids age we were we were seasoned veterans <laughs> right and, we're like right? this is nothing <laughs> nothing so this is the first time we were going to like a horror movie and and they because they both Played the uh, played the games, okay. so they wanted to mm-hmm. go. Roman was going to go with his buddies. Um, I, th- I think a few of them flaked, and like one mm. of them, the mom said that it was like they weren't allowed. Oh, okay. Um, so he it ended up being me and Roman and Natalie, and so we went. And I was like, I realized in like as we were sitting waiting for it to start that like I've done zero to prepare them. Yeah, for what's about to happen. And it's a PG-13, so I knew it wasn't going to be that terrible. But it would still probably be scary, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Spoiler. Um, and, I watched it, too. And um, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, guys, like, we haven't really talked about this. But, like, when you're in a theater setting, you can't pause it. <laughs> and you can't really, like, just turn it off or walk away. I was like, so, you know, if it gets too intense, just yeah. pick a corner of the screen to look at. Right. You can still follow the story and see it a little bit in your periphery, but it lets you like kind of come out of 
what's going on for a minute and like remind yourself that this is a movie it's not real so and they were like oh okay and then but it wasn't scary at all so it wasn't a problem right it wasn't scary i have i watched it at home on peacock because i was like i'm gonna watch it for free you know but um right and i i never played the games it was past past my time yeah when i was working at hot topic the merch started coming out this is a hundred thousands of years ago but the merch was coming out when I was working at Hot Topic, like that first wave of merch. So the game, I think, had just kind of become a thing and the merch was out and so on and so forth. So I, I knew of it, but I never played it. So for so did, the, did, did they like it? They Natalie really liked it. She okay. thought it was really cool. Um, Roman said it was kind of, you know, oh, it was all right, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, and, and I didn't... Um, not like it, but I, because I wasn't versed in where it came from, like I didn't get the same joy out of like the Easter eggs and like the screen of shots of different things that were Mm -hmm. from the game. Okay. Um, I have had a raging, like ovaries go boom crush on Matthew Lillard since the stream (laughs) days. And with that terrible mustache in the movie. (laughs) Listen. I don't, I don't pretend to understand. Here's, here's the only thing I can think of. Homeboy is like seven feet tall. He is He's extremely broad shouldered and he looks like he's up to something. And that's generally my jam. Like, so when I saw my boyfriend, I was like, oh, okay. Like I, you know, I can get down. But then I realized almost immediately what was going on because when, mm. when Matthew Lillard shows up in a horror movie, it's never not going to be Matthew Lillard. Right. He's usually the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's never not going to be him. Yeah. And there were so many like kind of cheeky little throwbacks to scream. Yes. I did. I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And my kid, my kids were totally over their head. They never, you right. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the whole time I'm going, oh, okay, this feels good now, you know? So I didn't, I didn't not like it. I didn't think it was scary at all. Um, I think that they really had to stay to that PG 13 rating um, to appeal to the age group that they're going for that would understand this. Um, if they weren't restricted by that, it could have been scarier. Like if we had, it could have been a slasher flick. Um, yeah. But also animatronics don't frighten me. No. And I think that there are some people that like are truly afraid of animatronics. So maybe that is, that's part of it. Yeah. Um, but thing, I I did imp- I did appreciate the design of them. I wish they did mm-hmm. more, but I guess that's also sort of the limitation of their design. And I I, I know thought Jim the Henson, writing was good. It was like yeah mm-hmm. yeah. And I know Jim Henson worked on them with those studios, which is awesome. Right. But um, I guess I wanted them to again. I don't know the game, so I but yeah. I I wish they had gotten to do more. I'm like you're right. not really scary, and you're not really doing much. But okay, you know, it was sort of like, well, I, said I there wanted was like, more from them. <clears throat> Roman said there was like nine games. There's a something. lot of games. So yeah. I, th- I feel like maybe in this first one, we're doing a lot of setup. Mm. And that's what we were talking about, uh, the, the design of the characters. And I said, oh, I like the writing. 
And I think what I meant was that like they they wrote the script in a way that the characters made more sense. Um, you know, it wasn't just that they were possessed, like the, you know, the physical bodies, you know, and all the things. And then the, the inner workings of, of the characters were a little weird. So I wanted them to do more as well. Um, I was pulled out almost immediately by the little cupcake thing because oh. I couldn't help. But think Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yes. And like every time the little cupcake like ran, I was like, run, 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 run. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, wasn't scary. It was okay. I'd, I'd take my kids to sequels to it if they wanted to yeah. go. Natalie thought mm-hmm. it was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as they enjoyed it, I think I think it's for them, you know, so that's like, that's, yeah, I think that's the point. It's for them. I just want to know when Josh Hutchins stops playing a teenager. Right. <laughs> that poor guy is like forever a child. Um, and, but yeah, I think Matthew Lillard was for the parents and everything else was for the, <laughs> everything else is for the kids. But um, I am, I mean, I'm amazed how much money it made, to be honest. Like I was shocked because I, I, I thought, think I thought the game was dated. That played the game. But I thought that there, I felt like the game was dated. Well, you it's know? not That's, just. It's not just the game that was popular. Um, a lot of the popular like gamer YouTubers mm. um, made a lot of content around those okay. games. Um, okay. Who is, I think Roman's favorite is Dan TDM. Mm-hmm. And um, he does stuff. And, and Dan did, a, I think, I think he played all the way through like okay, a couple like of Like a them. watch through thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes some more sense. Like, I, yeah, it's just not a world I'm tapped into. So I'm like, this is amazing to me, <laughs> you know. But right, yeah. But I appreciate it because it's a it's a quote an introductory horror film, and we we've talked we've talked about this before that there are not enough of those. Right. So it's not, even though it wasn't my favorite thing I've ever watched, it was still nice to it's still nice to add that to the library of introductory horror films. And I always love when Henson studios gets jobs because they're amazingly talented and the, the, the creature design was great. I just wish they got to do more. I wish they had more of a presence in the film, right? but um, they looked amazing. So props to the Henson people. because They did look amazing. It's like if Killer Clowns was made today and then you had to stay within a PG-13. Yeah, it kind of gave – yeah, it was a little bit that vibe. It was a little bit that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it it could have dialed up the scariness a little bit more even and staying within that cutaways yeah. and yeah, every, no blood. Yeah, I feel like there's there could have done more because I'm like, I'm not scared of you and I'm supposed to be, I thought, <laughs> you know. So well, the opening like, scene was great. Why did we not spend more time in this chair yeah. where you're going to get your face like mangled? Right. Like- mm-hmm. That, yeah, that sequence in the beginning and then when they did get to, they when they did have their big like killing spree for a right. moment. That was great. I was like, I'm into this. Even with even with the cutaways and no blood and stuff, I'm into this. This is what I was expecting. And then it just kind of dissipated. And I'm like, oh, we're not well, ever doing that again. <laughs> so, And I don't know why they couldn't go after the little girl. Like, why couldn't we have spent yeah. a lot of time with them trying to kill her so that she would stay with them? No, I think, like we were saying before, I think they're trying to just play it safe in that. Yeah. 
stay in that pocket, but they stayed in that pocket almost too good, you know, right. where it's like, yeah. you want to get, because there are older fans of that game. Because like I said, I was in my early 20s at Hot Topic and people in their early 20s who are now my age now were playing it. So you you still wanted to kind of grab both audiences and maybe they did. Maybe fans were into it. I don't, I don't know. But you almost stayed in that pocket of not scary too perfectly, you know? Right. So hopefully with the sequels, they can branch out a little bit more and be a little bit more scary. But my dad and I were having this discussion too on a totally separate note, but the same topic of scaring being scary is that like, there's that new Disney movie coming out, Wish, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And the villain is just a dude. Like, he's just the king and he's just a guy. And we were saying, I miss villains that were actually frightening, that looked different and that were scary to some degree and weren't just like, this is my grandpa and he's kind of mean. You know, (laughs) like that's the level we're at. And it's like, I think studios are so afraid to be even the tiniest bit scary when there's children involved. And it's like, I get that. You don't want to like have them have nightmares for life. But like we all survived. We're okay. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I so I, I, I miss I miss villains that are accessible to kids. I miss that because there's there are none. They're just they're so one note now. It's just like, uh, you know, here I am. Well, like I can but. remember I was in the third grade. And everybody was Freddy Krueger for Halloween. Right. Exactly. We had Michael Myers and people like that at my school. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, we used to have technically a haunted I, house. My, my generation was Scream. So yeah. every child in the in like freaking kindergarten was Ghostface. You know? Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we are in third grade. I remember. The, they did a Halloween carnival at my elementary school. Mm-hmm. And the elementary school only went to third grade. After that, mm-hmm. there was intermediate. But, like, each room had, like, different, like, little carnival games and stuff yeah, like that. But we did that, But too. the high mm-hmm. school came in and put on a haunted house mm-hmm. on, in the back half of the school. And they had a guy with a chainsaw. That I mean, it had no chain on it, but like, you right. know, like running around and chasing kids <laughs> in a hockey mask. Like, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That happened. And to think <laughs> about that happening now. now? <laughs> yeah. It's just, a, I, I realize it's a different time that I want back, but I just, I miss it. I don't, I mean, necessarily that, but it's like, I miss, I mean, like I said, we all were scared and we all survived and we're okay. And like kids now don't really ever get that experience. It's like it's taken from them, you know? And it's like well, it helps you kind of face your fears though, right? Because it's like you know those things aren't real, you know? And you know, and you know me, well, it's like – I think some people are not even interested though. Like um, yeah, there's a whole like religious set of people that believe that if you take any of that content in, you open yourself up to mm-hmm. attack or whatever or like right. the bad things that happen in your life or because mm-hmm. because I watched that mm-hmm. right exactly so yeah. like we say that but then again this is this could be like another reality check like me walking the streets alone with my children on Halloween night like mm-hmm. I, we're just weird and that's cool we're just but weird. we need to remember <laughs> yeah 
Mm-hmm. And this whole thing about like we're going from this like super aged up for the lo- little ones to kind of tame. It's actually a pretty good segue into what we're talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a timestamp in because not everybody likes to listen to a shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. Um but this is kind of like that in reverse, right? Yeah. We we're, mm-hmm. we're aging up the goosebumps and doing something new. Mm-hmm. So do you want to do you want to get us sure. walking through this? So we I did episode 1 and 2, right? Yeah, I did I okay. did too. So we're only yeah. covering episode 1 and 2 tonight. Um and there's I think 7 in total, which annoys me cuz I'm like why is there not 8? But that's an issue for another day. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's so annoying. It's like now we have to watch three. Like what? So anyway, um, so this one was, I think it was just called Say Cheese and Die, right? So what I discovered, well, I'm not discovered, but so I, when we first talked about the show before, before it aired, we had looked up what books they were going to cover, right? Right. And so we kind of knew that going in, but I did not re- – but we did not know the format. We did not – what was any of that. So the first four episodes, I think, or so, are named for the books that are being covered by the show, right? Because this one was Say Cheese and Die, and episode two was the – whatever it's called. The um, Haunted Mask, right? So these two covered those those two books, but – if you've watched the show, you know that it's going to be, they're going to extend all the way through. These plot points are probably going to go all the way through. I don't see them like they're not closed. It's not like the haunted mask was an hour and then we're never talking about it again. So they're taking these things and extending them through. So anyway, so this first episode was say cheese and die, but I liked, and we start out in a flashback. I missed the year that it was. 1994. Okay, nice. Okay, 1994. Because I saw Kurt Loder and I was like, okay, it has to be the 90s. I was like, MTV. Um, So we're opening on a flashback. It's 1994. What I did love here was that you saw the four four stories that were going to be covered. So you saw the cuckoo clock. There was a worm. You saw the Polaroid camera and you saw a mask. I did enjoy that. I was like, that's kind of cute. And fun. Um, the house is really cool. I love the house. It is. They are using the extreme blue filter. Yes. Uh, and my <laughs> first my first thought was Twilight. Like I was just waiting oh, for it to yeah. be like bum 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 bum. <laughs> it was a little Twilight. It was a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's the extreme blue Twilight filter. I'm like, man, I hope they don't do this the whole time. Yeah, it did. I mean, they kind of did, kind of did it, but a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's super dark. Like, watch this at night. Like, you're not, like, no glare on the TV. No glare. I'm, yeah, you're right. I no might glare. have to have that my prescription adjusted because half the time I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, I can't see anything. I need to fix my settings. <laughs> it's like watching Game of Thrones. Like, what's happening? <laughs> right. But no, I thought that the, the, yeah, the flashback was interesting. I was pretty much instantly lost. Yeah. <laughs> um and but I like the intro. I think the intro is cool with the ink. The intro spreads. is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did miss the old song, but I didn't hate it. I didn't yeah. hate it. Yeah. But I did write what's with the stripper music? The stripper music. 
Because, like, throughout this first episode, it's, like, unholy, and then there's, like, another one, and it's, like, this, like, straight-up pole dancer shit. That is kind of true. I'm kind of I'm kind of dying now. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we are in 1993. We meet – do we find out his name right away? We do, right? His name is Harold Biddle. We, yep. we encounter this kid, and he mysteri- – so we're getting into spoilers now. So if you don't want to listen anymore – you shouldn't be here. Right. <laughs> Go away. Just kidding. So anyway, we meet here Biddle, and he mysteriously dies in a fire at his house. We don't know how the fire started. Nothing. Nope. He's just dead. The end. Um, then we're kind of flashed on to current present times. Correct. Where the stripper music comes in. <laughs> where the stripper music comes in. And we meet the – do we meet all the kids? Yeah, we kind of do. We kind of yeah, do. Kinda. Yeah, So we meet Isaiah. He's the high school quarterback and he has a girlfriend named Allison. There is also Margot, who's his neighbor and childhood friend. And she's kind of like mousy, kind of quiet. And then who's – what's the dumb kid's name? Lucas. Lucas is your wild card. He's your – he's jumping your goofball. Floor, jumping like, off of buildings and – he has his, he's he's skateboard kid, right? His skateboard is permanently attached to his himself at all times. And then there is also, I'm forgetting the other girl's name, Isabella. Isabella, we don't meet officially until episode two, but she's like a back, she's like the quiet, nobody talks to her background person. She's the Ali Sheedy, one would right. say, of of this brat back. <laughs> Right. We're dating ourselves, but that's how my brain works. So, yeah, she's the Ali Sheedy of the group. She's the quiet one. Um, you, sound like, you sound like Trixie. Who would play her? Would play? <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we meet all of them. But like I said, officially, we don't meet Isabella until the second episode. So you kind of have your, oh, I'm missing somebody. I'm James. missing. Oh, James. Because he drives me insane and I hate him. But that's here nor there <laughs> is he james is he wearing pearls i or is this, this may, my tv settings again this may be an insensitive question but i would like to know if james is a they them because i am very I thought he was doing like a <clears throat> well i mean he's definitely at least at the very least a homosexual because he's got this crush right. on this other dude other guy. so right. we don't mm-hmm. always t- you know we don't know what his gender journey is or yes. whatever but like i also felt like he was kind of doing like a harry styles thing a little you bit him, a little, you mm-hmm. see him in like a lot of sweaters yes you're right um mm-hmm. and the wild hair and that kind of thing but that's why like in that first scene i was like is he wearing pearls because like i don't I care think if he's he wearing was them. i think he but was. i was like yeah it's a little on the nose. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was trying to figure that out. But I love him. I, I wrote down, uh, I'm air humping us to victory. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he plays the mascot. So I forgot yeah. about James. So James is Isaiah's good friend. They seem to be always together in like a little group. And he is also the school mascot, which is really funny. Um so he's the mascot. So they're all in high school. And that's this is going to be our core group of main characters. Um, we also meet Justin Long's character, who is Mr. Mm-hmm. Bratt. It turns out he has inherited or bought, inherited, bought, whatever. We don't know exactly. The Biddle House. And oh, he, he moves to town. 
he inherited it. He said he, he inherited okay. it because okay. I had a big problem with that because he was basically like, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm because if we find out he's a teacher, he's like, yeah, I definitely don't make enough to, to buy a house like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, bitch, then don't live here because <laughs> it's not just like the maintenance on a house like that. Right. Right. I'm like, did you inherit a maintenance crew as well? Because like, you're going to need it. Well, just and here comes my old lady. The utilities alone. Like <laughs> we take all the fun out of watching the show. So we do, we're like, really do. his PG and E bill would be so <laughs> That's so unrealistic. Oh my god. Yeah, we do. We if do he that. has energy star appliances. <laughs> You're going to need to replace all of these with LEDs. Yeah, right. I don't think your house is up to code, so that's going to cost you. Um, Yeah. How old is this wiring? Anyway, so you're right. He does inherit the house. He should not live there if he can't afford it, but he does. So we're going to just dispel that reality. But he lives – he he inherits the house. It's under – it's under construction to some degree. Um, It's – we discover we find out that Isaiah's dad is working on the house. I don't know if that really has any merit to much, but there is that there everybody's connected, right? It's a small yeah. little town. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody's threads. connected. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so his dad's working on the house. La la la. They we find out that Allison is wanting to throw a big Halloween party. It's all set. It's all planned. But they get their plans foiled by what they call what they are calling the troll. There is a troll that's online who kind of ruined the party and told her parents about it and has been leaving anonymous comments, so on and so forth, to to foil this plan. So they needed a change of venue. And because of Isaiah's dad working on the Biddle house, they can get the keys to it. And now they're going to have the party there. So they go, they're trying to have this set up for the party. And then they find the basement door opens itself, right? It kind of, I think it opened itself. Um, well, the thing that we kind of missed is when, you know, when we were walking with Justin Long through the house, when he's talking about, oh, you know, I inherited the house. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He's kind of just checking it out. It seems like he hasn't been there before. Mm-hmm. And that he wants to go check out what's in the basement. Now, the door is locked uh, or they can't get it to open. So he, like, gets a crowbar. He's going to oh, try to, right. like, go down there. Mm-hmm. And the dad mm-hmm. is like, no, you don't need to go down there. And he's like, yeah, I just want to check it out. Which is bullshit. Because if you just got there, you're <laughs> path of least resistance. You're not trying to like break into like places, right? But, but he ends up like cutting his hand, and oh, you see the, the blood, blood yeah. kind mm-hmm. of I'm gets sucked into the door, mm-hmm. and then the door opens of its own accord. So by the yes. time the kids get there, the house has kind of already been activated. Mm-hmm. And there's a really cute scene before they go downstairs because they're setting up for the party, and there's this like. <laughs> the quarterback guy like he takes off his shirt and like puts on a wig oh the thor and she's like what am i he's like i'm thor and i was like i'm thor is the male like gym rat version of i'm a mouse yeah it is it really is i'm a mouse duh <laughs> I'm Thor. Like, yeah. <laughs> take my shirt off. Yep. That was cute. I, I I didn't write that part down, but you're right. That was cute. 
Um, <clears throat> Did the jump scare get you? A little bit. I, I wrote expecting stupid it. fucking jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so see, okay, so this brings, I'm going to circle back just because of their conversation about Five Nights at Freddy's and you with Matthew Lillard. And while I agree that Matthew Lillard is very cute, Justin Long is my Matthew Lillard. Like anytime I see that man, I'm like, I want to marry this man. Like I am just in love with him. No matter what bad outfit he's wearing, I'm just like, that's it. He's in every horror movie I love. He's such a goob. Like, and he seems like a really nice person. Like, I follow him on Instagram and stuff. And he seems like a really sweet, down-to-earth, amazing person. And I'm just like, I love you. So, yes, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, Justin Long is is a, such a such a big crush for me. He's adorable. So I'm so excited he's in this show. I will watch this show whether I hated it or not because of him. Um, but yeah, so the house is activated. You're right. Because the blood, I don't know how I forgot right. that, but you're right. The house is activated. So they're there. They're setting up. Then the door the door opens. Isaiah goes to the basement alone because nobody else wants to go because they're all chicken. And well, actually, I think Margot wanted to go, but then there's some like tension there between Allison and Margot. Like you talk to my boyfriend too much, you know, silliness. So Margot has to stay behind. Isaiah goes alone. He finds the camera kind of calls out to him, right? Not as blatantly as with the haunted mask one where it's clearly talking, but it's like obviously something pulls him to the camera. Right. And he takes the Polaroid camera. It's your average Polaroid camera. Nothing super special looking about it. It's kind of old looking, but nothing like, you know, whatever. And obviously, we're now in Say Cheese and Die, right? So if you're right. if you're watching for your Goosebumps moments, as I was, because I was kind of getting annoyed for a bit there of like, where is the Goosebumps? You know? Um, well, they spent a lot of time <laughs> setting things up. They did. It did mm-hmm. not feel rushed. Right. I felt like we were trying to really solidify these characters and their environment we got a lot of like panning shots of different things. Like mm-hmm. I was with you. I was like, all right, now just a minute. Like, what are we doing <laughs> right here? Mm-hmm. Right. So I was excited once we got to the base thing. So I was like, okay, maybe something's going to happen. Um, so the, so the camera kind of calls to him. He takes it. He kind of plays the jump scare on them to get back upstairs. If the door won't open. He can't get out. And then he, Jumps out and he takes a picture of, I guess, just Allison. It looked like he took a picture of the whole group, but I guess it was just Allison. And knowing what we know, because we're Goosebumps people, we know that that's bad. <laughs> so yeah. we're like, oh, Stop okay. Doing that. Stop doing that. But he doesn't know that yet. So the party happens. Sorry, my computer went to sleep. The party happens and, 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 Justin, and Justin Long's character shows up. Midway through the party, kicks everybody uh, out. <clears throat> just real quick, I wrote, I am Margot. Like, yes. socially awkward a little bit, like <laughs> a lot of random references, and about 50% of the jokes land if you're mm-hmm. in the company of the right people. Like, the way yes. that Margot is interacting with the rest of these people is the thousand percent me at a party. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I didn't realize that kids said yo so much. They say it a lot. 
Okay, maybe I'm not paying attention. I don't. No, it's I'm not just kidding. I, they say it a lot in the show. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, that's all. Yo, 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 yo. yo I'm yo. like, is that a mm-hmm. thing again? Um, I don't have kids. You would know. Does Roman say yo a lot? No, it's mostly bra and bra. <laughs> and like, he still says bra, and then he'll say, "Oh, when they when they, he's texting me, I don't get yes, I get ye, ye." <laughs> It's like you couldn't just put an S. <laughs> no, it's the level of lazy. The level um, of lazy. <laughs> but yeah. It. So when Justin Long shows up, it's really funny. I, I wrote, "Run for your life," because <laughs> he threatens to call the cops. So there's like ki- the kids running out of the house are literally yelling, "Run for your life!" Yeah, they're they're really like freaked out. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> And where the house is situated, it's very wooded. So a lot of them run off into the woods. Yeah, they scatter. Um, Including Allison. So she goes running off into the woods, which I think is a dumb idea because I know they brought a car with them. So why wouldn't you go to your car? But all right. She's going to go wait it out till the cops leave. Right. So she runs off into the woods, running, running, running. And then she kind of stops and sees somebody, a figure, out like on a hill sort of in the distance and she kind of like freaks out and is like who is that you know ignores it keeps going and then she encounters them again but this time she sees them and they like light on fire right that's how I would describe it so some kind of ghost entity thing we don't know who or what but it lights itself on fire and like definitely not something that should be happening in the woods no (laughs) no (laughs) definitely not so and then she falls backward, gets like in not injured, but she like falls into some leaves and dirt and is freaked out and so on and so forth. Then Isaiah appears, saves the day, carries her off and rescues her. I forget when we see the Polaroid of her, but at some point we see the Polaroid that Isaiah took and it was of this incident happening. Because as you know from the store, from the Goosebumps book, Right. That's the premise of the Polaroid camera is it predicts deaths before they happen. Um, deaths, bad things, etc. Um, so he took that photo. Lo and behold, this happens. And he also took a – did he take a photo of anybody else? Not yet, um, right? No, or, he, he took a photo of Margot. Of Margot. So he did take the photo of Margot. So he yeah. did take a photo of Margot. I forgot about that. But we don't see that until a little bit later. So – I kind of forgot where after that. Is after that the football game or no? Yeah, no. yeah. So so like in my notes I have that they've done a really good job kind of portraying this like obsession with football. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you guys know, listeners at home, you're aware, like we don't do a lot of football. Mm-mm. Like I, I don't do any sports. Danielle does at least hockey. She's li- at least a little bit cool. I'm not cool <laughs> at all. Um, but I have moved to a midwestern football town. You better start loving football. They, they are six A <laughs> state champions. Oh, wow! Every year, like they are making like these kids are going to have full ride scholarships, like wherever they want to go. And then they may go pro after that. (laughs) Like, but it is an obsession Mm -hmm. that 
ev- like the elementary schools participate, the middle schools participate, like the cheerleaders <laughs> sell spirit ribbons on Friday. Like it is a oh my goodness. <laughs> and I thought he did a really good job of like portraying that that like obsession based yes. around football. Because what happens is he he goes to play the football game, right? Mm-hmm. And d- oh no, he he before the football game. He Mar- has the this, Mar- the Margo thing happens before football. Well, the Margo thing happens, but also the James things happens because James he runs into James in the street. He's like, "Hey, this camera's weird or whatever." Oh, We're getting right. ahead. Margo happens first. Yes, I'm sorry. We're jumping around. I apologize. My notes Margo happens first. Story. Yeah, so they're all kind of weirded out from the party, but it turns so, and that and then we figure out too that Justin Long's character, what's his name, Mister Brat, he is their new English teacher. So right. they think they're never going to see this dude again. Lo and behold, they he and Isaiah had left his backpack with the camera at the house, and just and Mister Brat brings it to Isaiah, and Isaiah, of course, like, oh God, you're going to rat me out, da da da, and he's like, nope, we're cool, just don't do it again. Give me my keys. Here's your bag you know, let's start off on a, the right foot. So now they now they know that this guy is around and in their life and they now have to see him again. He he has the camera back and, he's, and then he sees the picture that he took of Margot. And I at first couldn't tell in the photo what was happening to Margot in the picture. She kind of just looked like she was like slumped over somewhere, but I couldn't really tell what was happening. Turns out she has a nut allergy and but yeah. and before, and so what happens with her, very similarly to Allison, is she's in the hallway getting something out of the candy machine. There's that entity again. Nothing happens with the entity this time. He doesn't turn into anything, but he's there and she's like, hello, need something. And while she's having an interaction with this entity, the, the candy machine starts doing its own thing and picks the wrong candy bar. It has nuts in it. She has a reaction, almost goes into anaphylaxis. But because Isaiah knows something's going to happen to her because he saw that photo, is on his way to rescue her. So he saves her in that moment from going into anaphylaxis. And at that point is when he's like, this camera's effed and goes off to find James. James is like, you're nuts. Like, nothing's wrong with it. And takes a picture of Isaiah. And of course, he's like, why would you do that? You know, because now he's going to happen to him. And that's where we get to the football game. Right, because in the in his picture he has a broken arm. Yeah, a and compound he, fracture. Yes. So we get to the broke. We get to the football game, and I thought this scene was actually really cool. Like, are the effects kind of cheesy? Yes, but I did think they were pretty cool. So in the football game, he sees the entity too, but this time it's like the entire football team essentially, and they're like all on fire and kind of creepy looking, and he's having this hallucination. And because of that, he falls and breaks his arm. And he is supposed and he's supposed to be getting a full ride scholarship. Scouts were there, life's on the line, the whole thing. So now his chances of that are null and void because he has to rehab this injury. And we also had forgotten earlier that basically his parents are relying on him to get into college for free because they don't have the money to send him to college. To send him. Right. Yeah. So this, so all of that is all messed up now. Um, 
And we had kind of, and during this, we had forgotten to mention Lucas's mom, Lucas is the skateboard kid. Lucas's mom runs a cafe, like coffee place where they live. And so she's kind of in the center of everything. And she, at the football game, sees this happen and is instantly freaked out. Lo and behold, it's because she thinks that something that they all did, the parents, is coming back to rear its ugly head, basically. We don't know what. Yeah, we went full Nightmare on Elm Street here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we did something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really know what. I think she just says it's him, like he's back, right? Something like that. Like, something, something to that effect. Like, he's back or something. Does she say it's Biddle? I can't remember. If she she said, might have said the name. But, I think but, she. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all aware of like where this is going, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try not to be offended at the the idea that like it was 1994. Like these middle aged parents <laughs> are like something that happened a long time ago oh was 1994. <laughs> Like there's a scene in the ca- in the cafe where she's listening to like Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, and and I was like, oh god, <laughs> right. <laughs> it definitely it made it definitely made me feel bad about myself, but I tried to just get over it and be like, it's fine, it's, it's fine. fine, it's fine. We're moving on. That's a great cool. song, good song choice. Yeah, guys, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Is this when the possession takes place? Yes. At the end of the episode, he's okay. possessed. Yeah. Brat's possessed by um, Brat. Mr. Brat is possessed by Harold's spirit. Harold Biddle, who is the kid that died in the fire at the very beginning. So now yeah. we're going into possession. So he has taken over Mr. Brat at this point now. <clears throat> and that's so, the end of the first episode, And right? that's the episode, yeah. So on the whole, I enjoyed the episode. It was better than I thought. Some of the writing was a little bit insufferable, but I have a very low tolerance for teenage things because I am old. So I'm, I am I have a very low tolerance for it, but um, none of the kids were very, very annoying. So I appreciated that. <laughs> and um, I thought the writing was good. I enjoy Justin Long a lot. I liked the nods to Goosebumps. I did I did wish that the camera was more high stakes than just, oh, I fell and got scared. Because in the book, yeah, ain't people nobody die. really dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people like... die in the book. Yeah. So <laughs> um it's and that was for children. <laughs> so it's like I do wish we got a little bit more high stakes with it. But um again, very timely what we were talking about earlier. You don't want to be too scary. So but this is supposed to be for teenagers, so I sort of was expecting a little bit more high stakes, a little bit. But um, I wish that there was more supernatural things that were yes. bringing about the the things that were happening. Like even if they weren't that intense, I wanted to see more like Final Destination kind of stuff, where like mm-hmm. you know things turned on when they shouldn't, or that you yeah. know this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. like. That would have made it, that would have ramped it up a little bit, but like I understood what they're doing, uh, kind of like where they're going. Like I didn't have a lot of notes about writing and stuff until after the second one, because mm-hmm. I really wanted to see how we string these beads together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll have more to say after the second one, but like at, at the end of the first one, I'm I'm neutral, but I'm optimistic. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. I wasn't like this was trash at all. So you know, I I enjoyed it for what it was. Right. So then the next one is was is the haunted mask, and I was already very scared because, well, like we talked about when we watched the trailer, I hate or hated rather hated what we thought was going to be the mask. Right. It's just a plain ceramic baby face. Right. And I was like, ugh, you know. So I went into this one already kind of like, ugh. But so in this one, our main character is now Isabella. Mm -hmm. Isabella, who we mentioned before, she was in episode one in the background. She's, again, like I said, for the old people in the audience, she's the Ali Sheedy. She's, like, the kind of quiet, talk, nobody talks to her. She's she's invisible, right? She's completely invisible at school. People run into her. They don't talk to her. She's on the AV club by herself. Like, she's, you know, she is an island unto herself, right? So she's frustrated by this and is revealed to be the troll, So she is the troll that ruined Allison's party in episode one. And she has also been trolling basically the entire school. So she's online leaving nasty comments and being rude and being a troll (laughs) to everybody. And And on one hand. Is what? I missed it. What is her motivation? I think she's just getting back at everybody for ignoring her. Okay. You know. So yeah, part of me was like. This is hilarious. But the other part of me was like, this is awful, (laughs) you know? So I was very torn with this development. And again, I take it to my age. But I was also, I was like, I was ignored. I had no friends. I was this girl in a lot of ways. And I don't think I would have done this. You know, this this wouldn't have been my my go-to revenge, so to speak. Right. Of like, I'm just going to leave nasty hate comments about people like I, you know, so that was kind of like it was a weird thing for me because I was sort of like, I get why she's doing it, but I don't agree with it either. Well, she's kind of a brat. Like, you and don't, she is a bit of a brat. Mm-hmm. You don't really yeah. root for her. Like, no, the, she I has didn't re- root for redeeming her. things like with it, her uh, her little brother is cute. And, and the yes, way her brother's they, really they cute. interact mm-hmm. is is cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but but throughout the episode, uh, you know, she's she's dealing with some shit. Their her parents are having some problems, obviously. Yeah. Um, but she's kind of a brat. But but now, come on, Carly Beth was kind of a brat, right? Mm-hmm. They do they did play this up really well, I think, with comparisons to Carly Beth. Carly Beth had no friends, really, except for the one friend. You know, she had she was had a single mom. Well, we we figure a single mom, right? A brother, you know, all of that, and with a bit of a brat, you know. And so I feel like that that was played up well, but I still I still was kind of uncomfortable with her being the troll thing. But as the as the story progresses, it made more sense, you know. Right. But um, so she's the troll. She ends up do. What she thinks the party is not happening because she derailed it. Turns out, as we discovered episode one, the party still happens. They find the new venue and her brother's like, you should just, I think her brother encourages her to go, right? 
tells her to go. Yeah, he's adorable. He yeah. brings in like a box. He's like, your yeah. costume still fits. Yeah, the brother's really cute. Yeah, the brother's super cute. And so she ends up going to the party. And of course, no one talks to her because she doesn't talk. They don't anyway. You know, so she's kind of just there right. milling around. And again. Well, but the mean girls definitely like take a look at her costume yeah. and like talk and to her. Like, mm, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. have a costume party. And then make fun of people for showing up in costume. <laughs> right. You stupid, stupid bitch. I hate that. I hate when it's like a, a contest about who can put in the least amount of effort. Get the right. fuck out. Right. Leave. <laughs> Leave. We are all having fun. Yeah. You can go away. Yeah. So she's milling around the party. And again, we... We, we encounter the basement door, and this time it does open on itself, unto yeah. itself. It opens on its own, and she's like, huh, what the fuck's that? So she goes downstairs, and I, does it start talking to her at that point? Yes, it calls to her. So it literally, it literally calls to her. You hear a voice, and it's saying Isabella. It's calling to her. So I thought that was a cool touch, but then mm-hmm. again, we see this mask. And again, I don't like it. I'm like... Just accept it for what it is. I didn't have I didn't have feelings about it until she put it on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are probably six different versions of this mask. Yeah. Because it does change. It does. I was getting to that. I I was ju- we're jumping ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. But it changed when she put it on in the basement. It did. I, that's what I was gonna say. Once it hit her face, I was like, okay, I hate this less. Because her eyes were scary in it. Yes. It made her eyes very big. Mm-hmm. Very big and weird. And I was like, okay, I'm a little bit more on board. I still don't like it, but I am more on board with this a little bit. I thought bit it now. was very unsettling because yes. I couldn't pinpoint why I found it unsettling. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it redeems itself as the story goes. I hate it. I do not, I do not dislike it now. As the story moves on, it completely redeems itself because of the fact that it changes. I don't know if you saw the black phone or not with Ethan Hawke, but it reminded me so much of the masks that he wears in the black phone. I didn't because, see that one. Yeah. So his mask is very similar. It has more of a drawn out kind of creepy face, but he has multiple versions of it. You know, some are in a wide grin, some are in a frown, yeah. some are in a snarl. And this was doing a very similar thing where it would be in a different facial expression at different times in the story as it's, as the story moves on. And that was very unsettling because you're only seeing that, right? And you're like, ew, what's under it? You know? So as it go, as the story moved through, I was very impressed with what they were able to do with what I thought was a sucky mask because I was like, this is going to suck. It's kind because. of genius, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, um, is, is the word amorphic where I you think, don't, yeah. you assign to it mm-hmm. what, yeah. what you're going to get from yeah. it because yeah. it's mm-hmm. so neutral. It's so neutral. Right. But yeah, so she's wearing it and all of a sudden she's like Miss Extrovert right. once she puts it on. She's like doing sexy dances, which are kind of weird, and like just kind of going through the party, being like, I'm so cool and amazing. And everyone's like, Who's this? Who is this? They have no idea. It's her, you know, of course. So 
she, the party concludes, she takes the mask home with her and it kind of gets stuck on her a little bit, but not to the point where it eventually does like with the original story. But you can see it's going in that same way of like, oh, it's stuck to my face. You know, it was hard for her to get off. Well, but the added element to that too, there were two things that I found interesting about that scene. One, I didn't realize that this mask for some reason had a buckle. It does. In the back. Mm -hmm. It's not elastic. It's not, Mm -hmm. it is like a buckle, which from a design perspective made it scarier for me because it feels like it'd be harder. Like a buckle feels more permanent uh, for some reason. And I don't, I don't know why that stood out, but, and, but then also when it got stuck on her, you know, with Carly Beth's mask, it was a full over the head rubber thing. And like those things could get stuck, right? Like that's, that could, uh, logically happen and maybe you could write that off as like nothing really happened like you know it just got stuck but this is like only around her face like there's literally no logical reason why she shouldn't have been able to get it off right Mm -hmm. you're right that's true And I thought that was a little bit of a disconnect because she kind of just brushes that off and it's like, now, wait a minute, unless you spirit gum that shit to your face, (laughs) right? (laughs) there's no reason it would get stuck. Yeah, you're right. I did not really make those that dots, but yeah, you're right. Um, But she takes it home. It's on, you know, we have that scene of her kind of, it's kind of getting stuck. Right. Morning occurs. She's gonna. She's she's got. She does. She bring up her. She does bring up her to school, right? She does. Well, there's like that creepy scene where she's like so happy after the party, and she does get the mask off, and she put throws it on the ground. She lays on the bed, and she's smiling. She's happy, and it pans over to the mask, and the mask has this big wide smile. Oh yeah, that was scary. on its face. Mm-hmm. Right. That, was, that was cool. That was great. Yeah, that was a great moment, and that's where I said, okay, I don't like. I don't right. dislike this anymore. Don't hate it anymore. I was. I was in now. I was. I was invested. Yeah. So um, the next day, the mask is like still talking to her and like yeah, mm-hmm. telling her to bring it to school. To school. Mm-hmm. Right. So she puts it in her backpack. She goes to school, and she is filming. So she, as I mentioned before, is does AV club. So she's filming the football games, and she has a drone, and we all assume it's the school's drone because she's using school equipment, you know, for her her AV endeavors. And she's doing whatever, da-da-da. Then Isaiah rolls up and wants to see footage of the game where he got injured. Right. And she's like, okay, I'll help you, you know, find it. It's on a disc, da-da-da. She leaves but tells her a partner, assistant person, you know, watch all the stuff. Don't, Don't let anyone touch anything, you know, that kind of thing. And goes off to help Isaiah find the footage. Yeah, she left the drone in the air. She left the drone in the air, which is kind of bizarre, but she did. Um, so she leaves the drone in the air. She goes off with Isaiah. They find the footage. They have a little moment of like, oh, you're so-and-so. And it's like, and she's kind of like, yep, that's me. You know, cause he had been calling her the wrong name, I guess for years and now just learned her real name. <laughs> so she's, they have a little moment. He watches his, she leaves so he can watch his footage. When we come back, we, Lucas, who's the crazy kid, 
yep. is jumping off of something to hang on to the drone. <laughs> and as we just we would assume, he crashes, breaks it, and it's a three thousand dollar piece of equipment that turns out is not part of the school's equipment. It is her dad's drone that she takes to school and uses for these purposes, which without in and of itself. Without asking, because her dad is never home. We don't know what her dad is doing, but he is never home. We assume it's a work thing. Right. Um, he destroys it. We find them in the in the counselor's office. We meet the guidance counselor, episode one. I kind of threw him as an aside character, but he's he's very odd. But obviously, he's going to be, play a part in everything. But he's kind of a weird guy. I think so he's also the guidance. Margot's dad. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. He is Margot's dad. Um they, her and Lucas are in the in the guy's house office. She's doing her usual thing of like not saying much, her normal self. And Lucas is acting like an idiot because he doesn't care, doesn't understand the ground situation. And the guidance counselor suggests that he pay like five dollars a month or some five dollars a week, five dollars a week for yeah. eternity essentially to pay yeah. off three thousand dollars. So, and she's still kind of just like, all right, you know, whatever. But we get a shot of the mask, which I thought was genius, at the bottom of her backpack. Yeah. And her backpack's like kind of a rucksack, so it opens wide at the top, not your normal school backpack. And it's at the bottom, and it's making this face. And that was a very effective shot, and I thought that was yeah. really cool and really well that done. That was good, yeah. And it's whispering to her, like, basically, you know, get mad, da, 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 whatever it says. You know, like, no, $5 isn't enough. Like, essentially, you know, being a bad influence, right? Like, not, you know, not wanting her to just take take the abuse she normally takes, right? And so she, she listens. She doesn't, wasn't going to listen, tries to ignore it. And then all of a sudden she switches and goes completely apeshit on Lucas and on the guidance counselor and basically rips them new assholes. Like, you're yeah. a deadbeat. You're the worst guidance counselor. Yeah. You're awful. All things that are true. I was on board with her because if someone broke my $3,000 drone, I would have been in a rage as well. <laughs> so in this yeah, scene, it was, I was on board. <laughs> it was kind of tough. Like, it was, uh, you know, you you understand that, like, she's at an inappropriate level of dress down like yeah. she doesn't have to go straight for the balls but no, she really she does, does. Mm -hmm. yeah but, and but part straight. of you is kind mm -hmm. of like if you're i you know i i was kind of raised that it's rude to get mad at people and yell at mm -hmm. them so there have been a number of circumstances where i probably should have been a better advocate for myself and i didn't so i think that everybody like has that thing where they wish they in the moment they could have been more assertive yeah so you can kind of understand like why she would get addicted mm -hmm. to that kind of power that this mm -hmm. mask is like sure. kind of giving her yeah. yeah so i don't know yeah it was it was weird she went too hard but like also you're kind of going all right mm -hmm. yeah right. it was you're kind of it torn. was it was kind of cunty like yeah okay <laughs> She says some really mean things and then she snaps out of it though and is like, I'm sorry, five bucks is fine, I'm sorry, runs off, right? 
and she leaves. Then she's obviously punished by her mom because of the drone. And is she's grounded, no computer, no internet, blah, blah, blah. And once again, the mask, she's already kind of feeling it. And then the mask is influencing her some more and decides, you know what? F this. I'm going to get back at Lucas because Lucas, like a dum-dum, posted the footage of himself breaking the drone online. And yeah, once like she saw that, yeah. yeah, once she saw that, she's like, you don't, she, he doesn't, he has no remorse. So I won't have remorse either. F this guy. I'm going to get back at him. So she dons the mask again. Well, but before, before we get this scene with her getting her revenge, there is a quick callback to the previous episode. Mm. And this is kind of where we understand that, like, like you said, like, we're not just going to drop it and leave after that episode is done. Like, we're going to reach back and call back. Mm. Yeah, I forgot. Throughout about the different mm-hmm. things. Because we get this, this little scene with Margot and Isaiah and he's gotten casseroles from everybody and cookies <laughs> right. from everybody. And she's being very cool, very empathetic, like, uh, about things. But he's talking about the camera. So, like, the camera is still in play. Yes, the camera is in play. Um, right. mm-hmm. And so that's just a quick thing to just to remember. Yes. Uh, but, I, but I also wrote down in this little scene, I want someone better for Margot. Mm-hmm. Because... Isaiah is a baby. Like, yeah. she, even if they get together, like, she will be feeding his ego <laughs> constantly. Yeah. And I feel like she's so, like, plucky and, like, smart and, like, all the things. Like, I see this, like, set up for their relationship as, like, him being, like, this emotional vampire. And the whole time I'm like, I'm probably thinking too much about this, but also please don't, I don't, I don't want them to get together. I no, don't. I don't, I don't see that. I, I hope it doesn't happen either. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So now, now we get the revenge scene. Yeah. So sorry about that. So yeah. So the camera's still in play. They're doing their thing. Isabel is having an aside story with this. Um, so she goes to attack Lucas who's at the cafe where his mom works, et cetera. It's, it's dark. It's nighttime. She goes and attacks him. And within this attack, she has now turned into a troll. The mask has transformed her into a troll. So now we get the full Carly Beth, the mask won't come off. It's part of my body thing. And she got new hands. She gets new posture. At first, I didn't recognize it as a troll. But later I did. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a fun callback to her being the troll. Right? Right. Um, I thought the transformation was pretty cool. Mm, it was. They lost me. But it was she, better she, without it. It was. When she yeah. turned into Gollum, I was like, okay. Yeah. It was better Here without it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was definitely better without it, but I, I saw why they had to do it if they're trying to stick to the original. I don't line. understand why, though. Yeah. This was such a cool translation Mm -hmm. like this was a really cool and mature and smart translation Mm -hmm. between carly beth and this uh, like and this teenager of now Mm -hmm. and like the the similarities between the characters and the similarities between what happened to them and what's going on now and yeah 
and the, the psychological manipulation of the mask that we don't really get into, but is like mm-hmm. present. I, I thought that we really should have stayed in our lane yeah. here mm-hmm. because it completely took me out of it. Yeah, I can see that. It did definitely change the tone of things. It did definitely yeah. change the tone. So she transforms, attacks Lucas, and in that attack, Isaiah and Margot show up, right? Because they go looking for um, Lucas's, uh, yeah, Lucas's mom. They go looking for her because they want to know what they know. Because in in that same sort of aside at the house, right, Margot shows them the Polaroid mm-hmm. with the, it's a Polaroid or something, right? That she shows them with like all the parents together. Right. And we well, no, the 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 mom is already kind of on to what's going on. Yeah. And so she wants to show Isaiah or Isaac, whatever his name is, the picture of the kid that died, right? Oh, yes. I'm and sorry. be like Nora wants to show that. Yes. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And but his dad is like, no, like no, you need to leave it alone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. So she gives it to the other to Margot and is like, ask him. Mm-hmm. If he's seen this kid. Okay. So she shows yeah. him the picture and he's like, yeah, I've seen this kid. Like I've seen this mm-hmm. kid around. So now they need to go back to Mark, to the, to Nora to try to find some answers because there's now things are starting to come together and piece together. Uh, kind of a thing. As, as far as that's concerned, because yes. it's like, we're, we keep calling back, right? We keep threading mm-hmm. through and, we kind of skimmed over it, but there was, I definitely wanted to talk about this, the Justin Long scene, the morning after the party, because remember we, we ended with that first episode with him getting like possessed. We saw the black smoke going into his mouth. Mm -hmm. So he does some like grade a (laughs) physical comedy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did forget about that. Mm -hmm. In this scene where he is not like he's, he's walking down the hall of the school. He doesn't have, control over his limbs and like it is on level with like bruce campbell evil dead yeah hand has to Mm -hmm. come off like i was so impressed yeah that was great i i skipped that because i was like what did this really do but you're right it was it's worth noting well it's just i was very impressed it was it was difficult Mm -hmm. what he was doing and he made it look good right and i think it's sort of supposed to be harold's spirit like Sort of just like messing with him, right? Until he does what he wants him to do. Well, Harold wasn't totally in control because after the smoke scene, like he woke up and he was himself. Like he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to get to class, you know, whatever. Right. To drive mm-hmm. to class. He so thinks it was he more like, mm-hmm. this is what happens yeah. when Harold like completely takes over. Yeah. So now Harold's taken over. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so now we we've had the we've had the revenge scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna go try to seek out the parents, and she's still a troll. Yeah, so she goes home, right. starts destroying her house, and almost attacks her brother. And the brother convinced, you know, is like, "It's me, it's me." You know, don't you know? I know you're in there. Da da da. Very similar to the to the original story, and she was like, "Oh my god," you know. And is reversed and is like, I would never, you know, obviously hurt my brother. She's all upset. And they end up throwing the mask in like a little river type thing. 
the next, right. I would assume the next day, right? Um, they end up throwing the mask in the river, but watching them is, is Mr. Brat slash Harold. He's watching them do this. So we don't know if the mask was retrieved by him or if it does float away, you know, but we think the mask is gone, right? Um, later that day, we show up to somebody's big fancy house. Turns out it's James's house. And Isabella goes there with her mom. And all of the other parents are there, meaning Isaiah's parents, Nora's there. Is Margot's dad there? I think he's there too, right? Is he there? Uh, no. I don't remember if he's in the meeting of he parents. He may not be. But there was an aside that um, suggests that he may be having an affair with Nora. Oh, gosh. That was so silly. Yeah. So there is, yeah. So there's something going on there. There's an affair happening. Um, because throughout episode one and two, Margot keeps asking about her mom, like when her mom's coming home from somewhere and the dad has no answers. So it maybe the mom's dead. We don't know. But yeah. Yeah, so there's, maybe. Mm-hmm. So something's going on between Nora and Margot's dad. That is an aside that happens. Um, but I most of the parents are there. Yeah, most of the parents are there. We meet James's mom. She's like some fancy pants drunk lady. And they have some huge giant house. And we already kind of established that James has money because he has a tricked out car. He's, yeah. you know, he dresses well. It kind of, I kind of already got that vibe from James. He seems like my parent. He's the Molly Ringwald because his parents don't care and he has money. And he's, the, yeah. so that's, that's how they love him, right? Here's all our money. Have a great day. We never talk to you. Um, yeah. That's James. Um, so they're at his house. Isabella has to come with him. The mom's kind of, James's mom is kind of like, oh, you brought her, you know, kind of weirded out by that. They're all outside the parents having a meeting. Nora is trying to explain to them, look, Harold is back. He's back for revenge. We had to do something. He's coming for our kids. And the other parents aren't having it. They're like, you're an idiot. No, you know, not interested. It's very like night. It's very much Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, like even even James's mom is like threatening her, like something about how like, are you sure you want to, you know, try to dig this up? Mm -hmm. So it's pretty clear that like, Whatever they did was very illegal because yes. mm-hmm. no one is willing to like break their silence. Like right. everyone is mm-hmm. is telling her, like basically your life will be over, you'll lose your kid, you know, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're having this conversation outside. It's getting heated. We see James and Isabella in their game room area. They're playing pool. It's her turn to shoot whatever do shoot the ball whatever you call it hit the ball she hits it and she knocks the ball at james by accident it hits him and he explodes into yellow goo like literally explodes he's gone he's goo she's covered in it he's gone blackout blackout which i thought was really fun i was like that's a great ending because it made me want to keep watching it i was like what you know, I wrote it did what make you want question to mark, question mark, explanation point, explanation mm-hmm. point. Yeah. <laughs> so I really, aside from the transition to the troll, 
I really enjoyed this episode. Same. I thought I thought it was great. Yeah. There solid. was really yeah, aside from that troll transition, I was all in. The mass redeemed itself. I really enjoyed the characters in this episode. I liked getting more of Justin Long because there is a fun scene we didn't talk about at the cafe where he's weirding out Nora. Yeah. He's Harold. He's Harold at that point, but he is very strange and creepy and weird. And it was key, like peak Justin Long being a weirdo. So it was right. great. Um, and that's where we see the affair start to happen a little bit, or what we think is an affair happening. Right. Well, um, he like holds her hand in yeah. a creepy way that adult men don't hold right. adult women's hands. <laughs> and I Unless think they say, oh, get it. and I think they say, oh, am I seeing you later? You know, kind of. Oh, <laughs> she's like, oh no, she does. She's like, I'll see you tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, on the whole, it was much better than episode one. I enjoyed this a lot more. Um, I hope the rest of them continue to be this strong. That's my hope. I almost don't see them individually. Yeah. I feel like we got a real long movie on our hands. It's kind of a movie. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I'm cool with that. Like, I don't. The more I think about it, the more layers I think pop out to me. And I don't know if that's just because we, you know, we have a show and we're talking about it or whatever, but like, I think we have some truly genius writers here who Mm -hmm. understood what it was and understood it needed to be different, but the same. So it's almost like, like a translation in another language. You don't really change the text. But it has to speak the language of what's happening now. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a really, really good job with that. Like, Say mm-hmm. Cheese and Die was a little weird, but, like, also, you know, we got, like, kind of the understanding of the characters. It was a setup. It was a good yeah. It, it was, was a, a good setup, setup mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because you had to throw yeah. something in there. You can't just have yeah. a, mo- uh, you know, just a setup episode. So they had to right. throw something in there. So that probably made the most sense. And I hope the camera comes back and has higher stakes later. Hopefully the camera has more to do later. We don't know, you know, so hopefully, hopefully it returns in some way because it hasn't been destroyed. It's still in play. So hopefully, um, hopefully it does more. And like I said, we don't know if the mask was retrieved by Mr. Brat from the water. We saw it kind of looked like maybe that was going on. Yeah. It was the water was shallow. It wasn't a running river. So it could have just, he could have easily scooped it out. No, but I think that the mask gave us a lot more of those supernatural scares that we were yes. looking for mm-hmm. in that first episode. It felt like a Goosebumps show. Right. From start to finish. It, it felt did. like a show. It had your tropey thing of he broke my drone, da-da-da. But like, you know, that's but that's what Goosebumps is, right? It's tropey. It's you gotta have yeah. your thing, you gotta have your bully, you gotta have whatever. It has all that element and then it has a supernatural element. So this one felt like a Goosebumps episode to me. And well, I but was, we also had that I moral element, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because we always got a moral. Always. Mm-hmm. And and they've done that here as well. Like they yeah. pulled that through. They've done a really good job of like pulling things through and making mm-hmm. them make sense, but also in a way that's entertaining so that if you weren't familiar, mm-hmm. this would still be entertaining. Yeah. And that's really hard. Yeah. Um, so far, doing a really good job. I think yeah. I haven't. I didn't read a lot of reviews because I didn't want to really see spoilers before I watched it. Yeah. But same. the reviews I did see were very positive, which I was yeah. happy about. 
um, people that I follow online were re- that aren't horror people were really into the show. So that's good. Hopefully that means it will get a second season if if they planned for one. I don't I don't know. Um, it looks like they spent plenty of money on this season. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if it does well at all, um, they'll, you know, but and, and you know, it's all about algorithms, but it always yeah. pops up when I open up my, you know, the, those apps and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I know we don't we haven't met Slappy yet, but I see um, I do see Slappy pop up a lot like the new Slappy that they have in the show. He was kind of like at horror nights and doing other things. So the marketing was good, which is good. Um, yeah. I hope I just I felt like people the, gave it a chance. The pacing has been good so far. Yes. Nothing felt like five years. Right. You're like, is this over? You know? Like, but it didn't yeah. feel, it didn't feel rushed. No. Everything mm-hmm. makes sense and connects and comes back around. Like we've got all mm-hmm. these little threads coming through. It almost feels like a braid, right? Like we're yeah. braiding new characters mm-hmm. in as we go. I yeah. think it should feel that way when you're trying to do this kind of long form mm-hmm. kind of a deal. So I'm actually, sure. I'm really excited. I'm excited to to watch the next couple. Yeah, me too. I'm excited um, to keep watching it. I'm happy. I'm glad it wasn't a dumpster fire. <laughs> I'm very I, glad. I think that they were going for like a Stranger Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Right. I can definitely see that. Nothing will ever be as good, but yeah. I no. Can see that. <laughs> no, you're not. You're never going to duplicate that. But I no. think that that's kind of that where they were trying to hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they got real close. They did. Like. Mm-hmm. It's it's very reminiscent of yeah. watching because you have enough goosebumps content. You could drag this out as long as you want. <laughs> right. Or have another story, another town. Another you know, town, whatever. right. Each mm-hmm. season could be a different town with different kids and you yeah. know, maybe we mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you definitely could. Because yeah, I mean there's cuz I I I am very interested to find out cuz I was a kind of really surprised that go eat worms was one of the stories they chose. Right. Especially for a high school setting. And we still haven't really, we haven't gotten there yet. We, at the party in episode one, Lucas is playing with worms. So obviously he's going to be the worm kid, which makes sense. It fits him. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I get that. He's the worm kid. I am still very, very interested to see how that's going to play because that's not a book I like. I know it's a popular one, but it was never one that I was attached to. So I'm like, I think it was one of the first ones that I read. It is. It's one of the originals. So it has a people's special place in their heart, I guess. But I'm like, I don't know. It was a lame story to me. So that's the one I'm sort of like, "Eh," you know, that one appeals more to boys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Lucas is the perfect worm kid. So I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, he would eat worms. (laughs) You know, so I get I get that. But that's the only one I'm sort of like, "Eh, how is that going to work? You know, because the next one is Cuckoo Clock of Doom. And that's a book I love. I know that's kind of weird. It's going to be good. I hope it's good. I know it's not like the spookiest story, but it kind of is because she kills the sister. I thought that I liked that one. That one sparked a lot of good discussion about like Mm -hmm. time theory and, you know, like the sister's dead. The sister's yeah. (laughs) Murder. Yeah. Right. I'm very curious to see what they're going to do, how, how they change it. If that still happens. If we don't know what kid has been assigned the cuckoo clock, but no one has a sibling as far as, except for, except for Isabella and her story's done. So I don't, her like vignette is done. Right. So I don't, 
we don't know like if there is going to be a sister element or whatever, you know, a sibling element like they do have in the original Puck of Doom because we don't know who because we still have Allison hasn't had a vignette and Margot hasn't had yeah. a vignette or James or, or Lucas. So those three, but I, we already know Lucas is the worm kid, so we can take him out. So it's either Margot or Allison or James that have the cuckoo clock probably. Um, so it's, well, yeah, we don't know if any of them have a sibling <laughs> to have that play I was play trying out. to think who's got a sibling, but we haven't really seen any We haven't siblings. seen anybody yet. The only one, like I said, was that we know of is Isabella. And it right. won't be her because she had the mask. So it's going to be one of the other three. <clears throat> Or maybe they've see. left the sibling out altogether. Like that's they, what I'm thinking. Did they leave it out? What did they change? Which, but that's the high stakes of that story is that he kills his sister. But that's it. It you know, could be that's something it. else. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It'll right. be interesting. I'm very mm-hmm. intrigued to see. I am intrigued. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Which is what you want out of the show. So that's, I would say. Yeah. It's going well, but yeah. It's going well, so. yeah. <laughs> it's odd that we like don't shit all over something. I know. Normally we're like, it's terrible. <laughs> like, here's why it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But I know, no, great. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. All right, y'all. So you know that these these episodes like this where we, we cover the shows, they're like super, super laid back. I might not even edit it, this shit. Um, dun, raw, dun, dun. uncut. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I may I may not even do anything. But so we'll just get this up really quickly. And yeah. then I've got to get started on our next full length Fear Street to break us up in the interim. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm running out of books. Mm-hmm. I The books that I have left are not ones that I'm particularly interested in and don't remember. So I may have to like do a like an ebook scenario yeah, e-book. and try to like mm-hmm. scout out some of the ones that are expensive to buy for collectors. Yeah. Um, but I could download they're all eight bucks to download. Right. Because I've done that with goosebumps that are harder to Yeah, find. I did it for Silent Night and Silent Night 2. I think I just did the I had to do that download. for one of them. I had to do the ebook version because oh, I think for um I can't remember which one now, but I had to do it because I couldn't find it. I couldn't find a reasonable yeah. price. Yeah. Either it was just couldn't find it or it was not reasonably priced. So I was like, forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. The cat is one that I see coming up a lot oh, the cat. Um, mm-hmm. in like different collector groups. So I'm curious I to like see cats. what that's about. I think it's an older <laughs> one. Um, so, yeah. So we'll probably figure that out. We'll figure out which Fear Street to dive into. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a, a great number of Fear Street books that we haven't uh covered but for some reason i feel like there are not as many as there are it's a much smaller collection than as there are goosebumps Mm -hmm. yes and at some point we're gonna have to (laughs) decide um because there there were some newer books yeah Mm -hmm. that were written like there i think it's there's like ghost of fear street there's some Mm -hmm. like um like newer kind of mini series that are kind of loosely based yeah. off of. Well, I've done some newer those. ones, so I would think people might be interested. But that's when you can tell us in the Facebook group, right? You tell us because what do you what do you want us to cover? Do you want us to break out of R.L. Stein and break our tradition and read Christopher Pike or someone random? We could that do that too. or Lois Duncan. Hey, Lois Duncan. Like we they, could go all those off super the chillers. <laughs> We all the others crazy yeah. yeah but 
Because Goosebumps goes on forever and ever and ever. (laughs) No, I think that if we, I think if we do transition, we will still keep it like in the, either in the point horror. Yeah. Or, um, or super chiller because there were multiple authors that contributed to those. Yes, you're right. But they're all Mm -hmm. still very much in the realm. So I, I'd feel more comfortable going to point horror first. Yeah. Um, uh, which there's a there's another podcast that does only point horror. Uh, I think it's Don't Point That Horror at Me. Oh yeah, I think I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we'd probably be stepping on their toes a little bit, but I'm sure they don't care because no one really listens to our show. Um, <laughs> we like making it for the five. We do. We like too. making it. Yeah, <laughs> we like making it. And we've had people reach out and be like, "Hey, we like hanging out with you guys." Be like, "We like you too." God damn it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I no, know we're, we're inconsistent, and someday we're going to be consistent again. Someday, mm-hmm. I make no promises. I'm very happy with the pace that we're at. <laughs> like I, I can have my life and do my things, and still enjoy podcasting. So yes. let's, we're going to keep doing this the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, that's what we're doing next time. But yeah, leave your comments about Goosebumps, the TV show, in the Facebook group if you have any to yes. share. Or if I you will post the it, the costumes. Yes, post the costumes. If you want to leave a review for this episode, you can make that review your review of Goosebumps, the TV show. Yeah. If you want, do that. But give it five stars, even if you hated the show. (laughs) But yes, thanks for listening to us ramble. And we'll see you next time. I didn't write an outro. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.